Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's dive straight in to today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Flavor Flocker, who says, Am I the asshole for not giving my bio parents a real chance to make things right? So, before I talk about the dilemma, let me talk about my background. I'm 24, grew up living in group homes. If you don't know what a group home is, it's basically a smaller orphanage. Living in a group home was rough. We generally weren't guaranteed meals and we shared literally everything. So if we got no clothes, we had 10 other kids fighting over it. If we got pizza, we had 10 kids fighting over it. When I was 11, I became close with this kid from school. He invited me over to his house for a couple of sleepovers and his parents would notice how much I was eating. I would completely pig out despite being relatively skinny. There were a couple of other things that they noticed about how I behaved that was very weird. They realized I was probably being underfed and decided to take action. Eventually, they took me in and I never looked back. So today, I'm 24 and I'm working a nice desk job. I'm generally happy and I'm still close with my adopted parents. My bio parents reached out to me two weeks ago and were relieved when I responded. We ended up setting up a meeting yesterday. I was already quite hesitant to meet them but only did it because my mum and dad said it could be worthwhile. So we sat down and talked over lunch. They told me they gave me up because they didn't want to be parents. They were in their mid-twenties and married. The only reason they gave me up was because they weren't ready for parenthood. After this, I pretty much gave up on being civil and started making snide comments like, oh, so I was ready for group homes. I was being pretty rude and my bio mum was fighting tears. After they told me I have a brother, I said, oh, okay, so you were ready enough to be a parent but weren't ready enough to check on your son. I had enough, paid the bill and left. I was very angry and told my adopted mum what happened. She said that I should go easier on them since it probably took a lot to reach out and apologize. She went on and on about how she'll support me no matter what, but she thinks I'm acting a bit harsh. My bio parents called and asked if we could meet again and talk more. My mum thinks it could be more beneficial now that my initial emotions are out there. If I think I was acting like an arsehole and my mum thinks I'm acting like an arsehole, I probably am an arsehole. Am I the arsehole? Update. I'm meeting them again this Friday. This time my mum is coming with me. I let them hear my perspective and now I'm going to do my best to listen and hear them out. I think my mum being there will make it a lot easier. She's a calming presence and I'd hate for her to see me lose my temper. Also, a couple of people suggested developing a relationship with my half-brother and I'm vehemently against that for a couple of personal reasons. And there were some comments on this one where OP replied to them. So we're going to cover those first, which a sign mum at Bourne says, yeah, you're the arsehole. I don't blame you for how you reacted. 
you went through a lot as a kid, all because your birth parents weren't ready to raise you. A lot of feelings and resentment bubbling in the background. Honestly, you could have expressed those feelings in much better ways. Lashing out at them like that is pretty immature and not helpful to either of you. I'm glad that they're understanding and are wanting to give you another chance though. If you want to keep contact with them, go for it. If not, be upfront about it. They may be your parents, but they aren't your family. To which OP replies saying, who are they to give me another chance? I don't need them. A comment then came in from a deleted user and it must have said something along the lines of, you know, you should be thankful to them, which OP replied saying, why should I be thankful to them? That I was starving in group homes and mentally screwed up for a really long time instead of being raised by two college educated people with jobs. Talisin says, not the asshole, your anger is justified. People are allowed to say they are sorry and that they fucked up. You're not required to forgive them. Given their apparent contrition, you might not want to completely cut them out of your life, but how much you stay in contact with them is up to you. Also consider this. Would life with parents who didn't want to be parents really have been better? Instead of your current parents noticing you were underfed at 11, you might have been living in an outwardly perfect but inwardly terrible situation until you were old enough to get out and you'll be in here telling us that all the baggage that entailed. You were in a very sucky situation, yes, but don't make the mistake of assuming that it was the worst possible outcome. To which OP replies saying, yes, my life would undoubtedly be better off. I didn't have a chance to deal with the years of fighting for food and trauma that came with that. I still 1000% believe the least they could have done was provide me with a stable home, food and shelter wise. A comment comes in about the adoptive mother and OP replies saying, my mum is the kindest and most caring woman ever. So I would never and don't currently believe she has any negative intentions by suggesting I meet them again. A deleted user says, yeah, this is why abortion access is so important. You're the asshole. They didn't ask you for anything and reached out to you to make amends. From your previous comments, it sounds like they thought you'd been adopted earlier, but that didn't work out. And now you're what? Punishing them for it. It's like, it sucks that your first few years suck, but then you got adopted by a great family. And now that your birth parents want to be in the picture, you whine again about how much your life sucked. Embarrassing. Seek therapy. To which OP replies saying, my problems didn't magically stop when I got adopted. Before you say you should have got help, I did. And therapy doesn't solve your issues magically. Sure, my life turned out pretty well, but what if it didn't? Would I still have to accept them in my life? Also, even if abortion access is more widespread, it should be, you think that magically eliminates kids in foster homes. You still think the societal pressures associated with abortion will magically stop. You think it'll stop women who are in bad situations from continuing with their pregnancies because of fear of alienation and resentment from family members. Also, I'm not trying to act like a victim. I've been through some real shit. How my life turned out doesn't magically change that. And now we're gonna move on to the update to find out what happened next. So the update said, okay, so I got a lot of love on my last post and some criticism. Overall, I took a lot from it, but I'm learning to be a better person. So as per my update, I did meet with them again with my adopted mom. This meeting went very differently. So this meeting, they wanted to hear about my experiences in group homes. I talked about it and I got a little emotional. That was one of the few times in my life I shared what happened and it was tough. So I told my stories and my bio mum again got teared up. So they told me how they never intended for me to be put in that situation when they had someone adopt me. 
they explained more about my adoption process and I was more understanding of their reasons. My bio parents deeply apologized and told me they didn't know that my life turned out that way. Things started lightening up and I started telling them more about my current life. I told them about my college years and some of my accomplishments. Me and my mum told a few funny stories about me and it was nice, I had a good time. I think having a middleman, my mum, was helpful. So onto the part a lot of people were wondering about. A lot of people were wondering why they reached out now and we talked about it. So there are two reasons. They want to have my name included in my grandpa's will. I'm their first grandchild among six children, so they did want to leave something significant. I don't know how to feel about it, especially considering I don't know them at all. Money is money, but it feels weird accepting it from them. Also feels weird that everyone else in their family knows I exist and never reached out. The other reason being that they told my brother about me. He's been pushing to contact me and meet me. I told them I'm not sure about meeting him, but it's definitely a possibility. Here's another interesting outcome. Though I learned I'm mostly Greek and have a lot of relatives in Greece, my parents offered to set me up a trip to Greece to explore and meet my family. I'll probably decline for other reasons, but that's besides the point. My adopted parents are Italian, so it's cool knowing where I'm really from. Overall, letting them speak and really explain themselves help things. I think they did have good intentions by reaching out and I don't know if I want to have a relationship, but I'm at peace with everything. A lot of people suggested therapy and I will be attending therapy starting two weeks from now. I think I've tried for too long to handle things on my own and I'm hoping I change some things about myself. So yeah, things changed and I appreciate the advice. And there was one more relevant comment which came in from OP which said, I was adopted out to an outside family and that fell through after my parents terminated parental rights. That's when I entered group homes. They adopted me out so the rest of their family wouldn't find out. Also, they're in their mid-twenties while the rest of the family were in their teens or younger. So it would have been tough for someone to take care of me. Eventually, they told everyone. And yeah, that's all. What an incredibly tough and sad story. It took some moments to get through there, but... I can't blame, you know, the real parents in this situation. I'm talking the ones that OP is with now. Saying to OP, yeah, why didn't you meet these people? It, it could be beneficial to them. Obviously, it, it might not be as well. And I, but I can't blame them for wanting to push that a little bit. And I can't blame OP for feeling the way they're feeling in that, that initial meeting, saying when he was going around his friend's house and he was seeing this life which you know, he wasn't used to. The meeting your bio parents and, and then just letting your emotions spill out and then finding out they have another child as well. It must be incredibly hard to deal with. And I'm glad that they both did to get to tell their stories in the update to each other and coming to some kind of understanding. Like OP said, they're not sure if they do want to have, you know, that relationship right now and who knows in the future, but which I think is fair enough, you know. It, I can't imagine taking that much information in so quickly like this. Basically, a whole new family that you could be potentially meeting, getting involved with, a whole new family in your life like that must be mind-blowing, you know. But now I turn this one to you guys. What do you guys think of this situation? Any advice for OP? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another story. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dory. And our next story comes from Pitiful Anything 5563 who asks, Am I the asshole for not allowing mother-in-law to meet my baby because she tells everyone that I am cruel to my stepdaughter? I've been with my husband since his daughter, Lena, was 13. Being a step-parent is the hardest thing I've ever done. To put it very simply, Lena was never happy. She didn't want me to marry her dad, but I thought she would come around when she saw that he still loved her just as much. She was not a bad child, wasn't acting out, but literally nothing made her happy. She never smiled, never expressed any interest or enthusiasm about anything. Mother-in-law was extremely concerned about Lena and kept demanding to know what we were doing to her. We had to set boundaries because mother-in-law was asking Lena completely inappropriate questions and implying we were doing something to her. Lena reacted badly to these boundaries and began acting out. It was such a mess and I felt like such a failure because no matter what we did, she was just not happy. Yes, she was in therapy and we did family therapy. Lena moved out at 18 and was suddenly super happy, which just made us feel worse. And mother-in-law was convinced we did something to her. Mother-in-law has multiple times asked Lena in front of other people what we did to her. Lena denies that we did anything and says it just wasn't fair that she had to live with her dad's partner and she couldn't relax with a stranger in the house. That really hurt because I tried to bond with her and her dad tried to maintain a relationship with her, but she was just so shut down. I recently found out that mother-in-law has been calling me a child abuser. She also blatantly tells people she hates me. When confronted, she cried about how hard it was on her to watch Lena like that and she knows we did something. I've wanted a baby with my husband for years and we finally welcomed a baby girl three months ago. Mother-in-law has been acting like it's just a given that she will meet her, but I decided that I don't want her to. I'm too worried about having someone who hates me and makes these accusations. My husband backed me, but Lena uninvited him to a graduation dinner and said that if I think I can use boundaries to bully people, then he can have fun with her new boundaries and just never see her again. He's now very upset because Lena won't talk to him and is saying, what's the harm in letting mother-in-law see the baby? And I gotta admit, when I got to the end of this one, I felt like, is there missing reasons to this one or not? And I was looking through comments and just trying to find various comments from OP. So Tarpy said, info, did Lena's father cheat on her mother with you? Trying to figure out why she intensely hates you. To which OP replies saying, no, Lena just extremely dislikes people. I think she is telling the truth about she couldn't relax with a stranger in the house. She also wouldn't tell her dad anything because she didn't want me to know anything about her. She hated other kids, hated school. 
She has boyfriends, but never any friends. She even told me once that if you stare blankly at someone, they will stop talking to you. As of right now, she talks to mother-in-law and father-in-law, her boyfriend and one friend, and that's it. And she is pissed if she has to talk to anyone else. Another comment OP made was, we did move in together knowing she wasn't happy. He felt that Lena simply doesn't like people and he can't be expected to be alone for 18 years when she wasn't going to like anyone. I assumed it was normal growing pains and she would come around. Mother-in-law was asking her leading questions and then harassing her when she said there was no abuse. I was worried she was going to manipulate guilt or confuse her into saying something she didn't mean. It also seemed emotionally abusive to me to keep going when Lena was telling her to stop. It was like she wanted to find something. She was also trying to convince her that she had an eating disorder. She refused to eat at the table, but she was never concerningly thin and she took food to her room every night. That also seemed very off to me. Why would you want to make a kid who is a healthy weight think she has an eating disorder? Mother-in-law could see her, just not alone. Mother-in-law is also the only one not allowed to see the baby. Lena is more than welcome. Father-in-law can come if he wants to. He doesn't really care, but he can. Another reply from OP where the comment basically said there was no smoke without fire. Why would they accuse you of these things? OP replies here, mother-in-law was probably concerned about abuse. Lena's behavior was very abnormal. I believe mother-in-law was genuinely scared, but Lena has told us so many times there was no abuse. Mother-in-law also hates other women and was awful to his first wife as well. Lena hates people. She can't stand any form of small talk. She couldn't cope with having to live in the same house as me. And, you know, it still had me questioning why, why, why afterwards. But whether we get that in the future, I don't know. But if I was to go with the information that we had here, consistently being accused of abuse, she's telling other people that she hates you and just showing her a dislike towards you all the time. I don't think I would want someone like that around me either. It would just make no sense. But... But I gotta admit, it still did leave me questioning at the very end of this one. How about you guys? Let me know what you guys think of this particular story in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from a throwaway account titled, Am I the Arsehole for bringing up my friend's divorce to protect my fiance? I, male 28, have a friend group back from high school that I don't really hang out with, but we're still in touch. We haven't seen each other in a while, so we decided to meet up. We all agreed that we'd bring our partners if we have one, so that our wives, husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends could also meet each other. I brought my fiance with me. She was very happy to meet my friends and hear about stories from my teenage years. My friend group from high school consists of mostly men, but there are also two women that we were close with. One of them was my high school crush, let's call her Sarah. Sarah rejected me when I confessed to her. She bragged about it to everyone and made fun of me, but because she was friends with my friends, I just dealt with her. I quickly realized that it was just a stupid passing crush. The moment she became mean to me was the moment I realized that I don't even find her pretty anymore because of her personality. You might say I was young and stupid. When Sarah met my fiance, she decided it would be a great idea to be a complete bitch to her. She went from bringing up my crush on her to saying that my fiance is an obvious downgrade from her. She isn't. My fiance is absolutely gorgeous and natural, unlike Sarah. I told Sarah that she should really think about what she is saying because being almost 30, there is no excuse for being so damn stupid. She started deflecting. The topic of me having a crush on her in high school came up again, so I said that she should stop bringing up things from a time when I was young, stupid, and obviously blind. 
Sarah became visibly angry. I guess she never really grew up from our time in high school because she was still going at me and my fiance saying that I have to watch what I say, lol, because I might come crawling back to her. I replied by bringing up the fact that she's currently going through a divorce and she might want to sit back and think about why is that. She left to go to the toilet, came back after a few minutes, grabbed her purse and left. The rest of my friends were divided on my reaction. Some thought I did the right thing and was only defending my fiance. Some thought that bringing up Sarah's divorce was a blow below the belt. The more I think about it, the more conflicted I am. My fiance agrees that I was kind of harsh, but she's also very grateful for standing up for her. Am I the asshole for bringing up my friend's divorce to protect my fiance? Now, this is a pretty simple, not the asshole to me. You don't throw rocks in glass houses like this. And who treats someone like a friend group? You're introducing someone new to the friend group and you treat them like that. You have, you go on the attack like that, saying they're a downgrade, that he's going to come crawling back to her like this. I mean, come on now. If you're going to give this out, you have to be able to take it as well. And I'm afraid she couldn't. So, so I'm afraid it was just consequences of her own actions. And a majority of the time, I will turn around in a situation like this and say, you know, there's probably a better way to be dealing with it. But the fact that she was so consistent and kept saying things over and over again, you know, you get what you deserve in the end. <laughs> but Tomatillo Proof says, not the asshole. Don't dish what you can't take. It sounds like you gave multiple hints and opportunities to end the conversation on a better note and she refused to stop. Good on you for standing up for your fiance. Vertical Perception says, and quote, some thought that bringing up Sarah's divorce was a low blow below the belt. Not the arsehole. As they say on courtroom TV shows, she's the one who opened the door to that line of inquiry by raising the issue about the viability of your relationship with fiance. You merely pointed out that her opinion on the matter does not withstand scrutiny. I'll allow it. <laughs> Lux Bromalis says, not the arsehole. You tried to shut this down several times without success in a more tactful manner and she just kept pushing your buttons. When she said your fiance is a downgrade, that's when she lost any right to claim your subsequent reply is below the belt. Congrats on your engagement. Your fiance scored a great guy. Vivid Masterpiece says, and quotes, come crawling back to her and then says, babe, it's been 10 years. How delusional is she? Not the asshole. And Slow Cherry says, not the asshole. She deserved that and more. Some people never grow up, still acting like they're in high school. Kudos for standing up for your fiance. I'm so sick and tired of those who dish out insults, laugh at others and attack someone's character. However, when it's thrown back at them, they act as though no one has the right to do that to them and worse. Friends and family never backing or supporting the real injured party. It's disgusting. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Do you think it was justified in this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And as always, a huge thank you for joining me today. Getting involved in the stories, your love, support and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being awesome. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon yum, yum, yum. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that's a damn Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 